Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine. I am a confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 121. After last week's episode, Ask and You Shall Receive, in which I discussed asking more for information, for help, for the things that you want, I felt it was important to take this week to discuss embarrassment, because I know for so many of you, the reason that you're not asking these questions is because it will feel embarrassing to ask them, or if the answer seems negative, as in they say no, or they don't know the answer, it will feel embarrassing. And maybe just the attention on you for asking a question and getting an answer will feel embarrassing. So I think this is a really important topic for this week. Let's start by talking about what embarrassment is. Embarrassment is an emotion that has a very strong physical component to it, unlike a lot of our other emotions. You might get sweaty, clammy, your face might get red, your chest might tighten up, you might find your breathing pattern changing. Getting embarrassed is really physically uncomfortable, and this can cause embarrassment to be one of the emotions we avoid the most. So what causes us to feel embarrassed? Well, often it is when attention is on us. Now, keep in mind, this could be positive or quote-unquote negative attention. Somebody telling you you're beautiful. Somebody making note of the fact that you're really smart. Compliments can make people feel embarrassed just as much as an insult or some negative attention can make them feel embarrassed. Embarrassment is when you become aware that you are standing out in some way, drawing attention in some way, doing something that to you doesn't seem to be in the social norm or blending in. And I think we can all appreciate that being the one person that's asking questions would make you stand out and then cause potentially the feeling of embarrassment. So while embarrassment is in part about our own perceived behavior and where we're falling in the social scheme, embarrassment is also about how we believe others are perceiving us. If we think we're being judged or looked down on, if we think other people are perceiving us as silly or weird or stupid. And again, if you're asking questions, there's the potential for the fear that other people are looking at you and having these thoughts about you. And I don't think there's a single one of us, myself included, that hasn't been embarrassed from time to time. As I mentioned, one of the things that makes embarrassment so unique is that positive or negative reactions from others can cause people to feel embarrassed. So unlike some other situations where a positive reaction reinforces positive behavior and a negative reaction will hopefully stop negative behavior, embarrassment is one of those feelings that doesn't get that kind of cause and effect from a positive outcome. Unless you take intentional action on your part to shift the way you're experiencing the situation. So we're going to dive into this today because I want you to be able to ask questions. I want you to be able to get help when you need help. 
I want you to be able to get information when you need information. I want you to get the benefit of asking people for favors or discounts or whatever it is that you might want to ask for. And I know that that's not going to happen until we address this issue of embarrassment. So first, we're going to break down some of the things that are causing you to feel embarrassed. And then we're going to talk about some ways to handle the moment when embarrassment comes up for you. So one of the things that causes embarrassment is feeling like you're doing something outside of social norms. And I say this to remind you that all of our emotions are not good or bad, but are there to serve a purpose, including embarrassment. What happens is that embarrassment gets hijacked and we feel it in situations that don't actually call for it. Things like asking a question, asking for information, is not actually outside of social norm, meaning it is a normal behavior. We don't often see people do it, but there's nothing wrong with doing it. In fact, in my personal experience, and other studies have shown this as well, when you ask a question, other people around you have the exact same question, and they are grateful that you asked. They are grateful that they are getting the information because you were brave enough to ask the question. Asking for a discount is not outside social norm. If the discount is there, it's meant to be had. Therefore, it stands to reason that it is appropriate and within social norms to ask for the discount. Again, something we might not see a lot of people do that has more to do with them not being aware that that's a possibility not that this is outside of social norm. Of course, even if the asking of a question is within social norms and should not be a cause for embarrassment, the attention that it brings could potentially lead to embarrassment. And that brings us to the next part of this, which is judgment. You may believe that you're being judged for asking the question. And what's really happening there is you're judging yourself for needing to ask the question. As I've mentioned before, most people are not that wrapped up in you. They're not caring whether or not you're asking a question. And every once in a while, you might get somebody who is so insecure in themselves that they need to lower you in their eyes, and they will imagine that you should be judged for asking a question, but that is about them. That's not about you. You may also occasionally have that individual who's behind you in line and doesn't like that you're taking up a little bit more time to ask a question. Now, of course, we want to be as time sensitive as possible when we ask a question, but you also have a right to get a clear answer. And again, in this situation, it's not about you. It's about their perceived importance that they hold on themselves and their perceived importance of their time over your time, it's not about you. It only becomes about you when you take it on and make it about you. Now, one of the other areas of embarrassment is when we think we failed, when we think we've messed up. And when you're putting yourself in a position to have to ask a question, it may feel like you failed to find the sign or find the information online. It might feel like you failed to intuitively know what others around you seemingly know because you're the one asking the question. And that can be a source of embarrassment. I want to take a moment to share a story about this one because I feel like this is one that can hold people up more than a lot of the others, the idea that they've failed, that they somehow missed something that everybody else knows. Disney, a few years back, changed their rules on how they run any of their activities that involve interaction with characters. 
When I was setting up for my trip with my children, even though we had already been, I asked questions. Specifically, has anything changed since the last time I was there? And is there anything I need to know? And I was informed about this change. So I was able to plan accordingly and adjust what we would have done to accommodate the new way Disney was doing things. While in the park, I came across a mother with a crying child. And me being me, I stopped and asked if she needed anything and what was going on. And she let me know that she had no idea Disney had changed the rules. And her child was really upset. And this was the only trip to Disney World they were going to be able to do. So that moment was completely lost to them. I actually asked the question and she did not. If I had just been walking through Disney next to her and her child had not known yet that they weren't going to be able to meet the characters, I of course could have assumed they knew what I knew and maybe they didn't have to ask the question. And yet the reality is all the other parents whose children got to meet characters with my children had also asked the question. Those that were not in there with us meeting characters, their parents had not asked the question. So this idea that you're putting on yourself that you've somehow failed or are stupid, that everybody else seemingly already knows, is more often than not in your head. Most likely, they've already asked, they found somebody else who had the information, or they're going about without that information and they're going to miss out on something. They just don't know it yet. So while embarrassment in and of itself is a good thing to kind of keep us all in check, it can get really out of control for those that are struggling with self-esteem, self-confidence, or have had experiences in their childhood that have taught them to feel embarrassed in situations where embarrassment isn't actually the appropriate response. So because that is probably the majority of you, I wanted to make sure you understood the main causes for embarrassment. Again, it's doing something outside of social norm, fear that you're being judged, or fear that you've failed somehow or are appearing stupid. I wanted you to understand how much of this is rooted in your own perception of yourself and not coming from the outside, and that on the rare instances where it is coming from the outside, it doesn't have anything to do with you. It has to do with them. Now, that information in itself might help a little bit, but it's not going to make those moments of embarrassment go away completely. So let's talk about some ways to do that. I'm going to start with the one that used to get me the most because maybe it gets you the most too. For me, it was feeling stupid. When I learned this technique that I'm about to share with you, it really eliminated this one for me. Now, I've mentioned this before, and I feel like it's really important to hear in this context. It's admitting that you don't know and being able to laugh at yourself. Here's a little asterisk on this one, even if you're faking it initially, okay? I've said this to you before. I want you to hear me say this again. When you can admit, hey, I'm not sure if I'm asking a question that makes sense. I'm not sure if you're the person I should be asking. I don't know if maybe I missed the sign somewhere. When you can admit that up front, it almost works like magic on the person that you're talking to. They are more willing to help you. You almost make it impossible for them to feel really judgy about you or to think that you're stupid because you're coming forward in a very authentic way. Now, the laughing at yourself part, let's imagine that you say to them, hey, I don't know if I'm missing a sign somewhere. I'm not sure which direction I'm supposed to go first. And they just kind of look at you like, how did you miss the sign and point directly in front of you to the sign that says, go left. This is where you laugh at yourself. 
okay? Yes, it feels embarrassing. Of course it does. And we're going to laugh at ourselves anyway. When you do this, you take the power of the situation. You control the laughter. You might be wishing that the world would just open up and swallow you. And yet, if you can just laugh at yourself and say, I don't know how I missed that. I'm so glad you were here to point that out to me. I don't know where my head's at today. The judgment part of it, the you're stupid part of it, again, it falls away. It becomes a comical moment. We all like a good laugh. You are relieved of the judgment in the situation. The more you do this, the more comfortable it feels, the more natural it becomes, the more you're able to truly laugh at yourself because we all do stupid things and the less you're stuck with that sense of embarrassment. Any of these tips I'm giving you can work no matter what is causing the embarrassment. I'm giving you a tip attached to each way embarrassment might show up to help you remember it better and to help you grab onto a technique when that embarrassment hits you. So the second one I want to give you is when you're feeling like you've stepped outside of social norms. And for this one, I want to tell you to take deep breaths and try to remain calm and in the moment of the experience you're having. I remember I took my daughter out for ice cream when she was about six. My boys were at practice and she and I were both wearing sundresses and there was a short wall along the side of the parking lot, and she wanted us to walk on the wall. So I got up there with her, a grown woman in a sundress, eating an ice cream cone, walking and kind of dancing along a wall. One might consider that outside of social norms. But I took some deep breaths, I tried to remain calm, and I stayed in the moment of the experience I was having with my daughter. And you know what happened? I had older women and also women my age comment that they wished they could be that free and comfortable and confident, that they too wanted to eat their ice cream cone dancing on a wall. And what I realized in that moment is that I wasn't so much outside of social norms as much as we have chained ourselves to a very boring life out of a fear of stepping outside of social norms. Even in the context of what we've been discussing as far as asking a question or asking for a discount or asking for the inside information, the people around you are glad you asked that question. They are wishing they had had that information before they bought their ticket ahead of you. They are learning from you and quite possibly are going to repeat that behavior in the future because they saw how well it worked for you. Now let's talk about judgment and what you can do in those moments. Now, again, a lot of times that idea that you're being judged is in your head. You're the one judging you. And this is where I want you to challenge that belief. How are you expecting yourself to know the answer if you haven't asked the question yet? Why are you judgy of people that seek information? Would you judge somebody who is asking for information? Or would you judge somebody who was voicing something that they wanted or needed? I hope the answer to that question is no, you wouldn't be judging somebody else. Now, in those moments when somebody is being judgmental of you, what can you do? One of my favorite things to do in this situation is to weigh what I've gained versus the discomfort of their judgment. Consider it like a cost-benefits analysis. Well, I got 50% off and the cost was they're giving me a weird look. Oh, well, I got 50% off. I can handle a weird look. Now for me, the benefit way outweighs the cost. If it's not quite feeling like that for you yet, that's okay. 
And it's important for you to recognize that it's worth it to you to give up whatever the thing you would have gained was in order to avoid a look, a sigh, an eye roll, a harumph under their breath. And in that moment, I want you to consider what you're learning, what you're learning about yourself, what you're learning about your environment, and what you want to do with what you're learning. At the end of your life, are you going to be happier that you avoided a little bit of judgment, or are you going to be happier at the experiences that you got because you risked some potential judgment? I probably don't have to say this to you guys, but I'm going to say it anyways. In any of these situations, please do this pleasantly. Please acknowledge that maybe you're holding up the line a little bit or thank the people behind you for being patient. Maybe share the information you gained with people around you. If you want to eliminate being embarrassed, being judged, being thought stupid, the more pleasant you can be and the more aware you can be of the people around you, the less negative pushback you're going to experience from them. This is positive for them and it minimizes your need to feel embarrassed. And again, keep in mind, their judgment is not about you. Their judgment is about them. Maybe they're jealous. Maybe they're mad that they didn't think of that. Maybe they don't want to have to wait two seconds while you get helped because they think they're more important than you. Are any of those good reasons for you to miss out on a better experience? Your goal this week, when you feel embarrassment, identify its source, stay calm, take some deep breaths, be kind to yourself, and consider which of these tactics can help you move forward having the experience you wish to have without letting the embarrassment hold you back. Thank you for being here this week. I hope this was really helpful in closing out last week's episode. I'd love to hear what comes up for you as you start practicing this, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.